This is exactly right. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> uh, this is Chris Fairbanks. To my right is... Uh, go ahead. Her name's Karen Kilgariff. I don't know why I've never introduced you. That was weird. I know. It's pretty, that it's, was kind of controlling. It was super controlling, but it also made me feel safe. When it, would Karen ever give someone else the chance to introduce I know. Someone? I'm all elbows out in front. I'm all sharp elbows. Honestly. Like it, Margaret Thatcher. It, it was because you were being controlling with the air conditioning right off the bat. You mean asking to have it turned on? I Fuck mean, you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that very distinct laugh you heard in the back seat was our guest, Mr. Guy Branham. Good to be here, Karen. I say Branham, but it's really Branham. It's Branham. It's totally Branham. You introduced me on my album with Branham. I know, and I'm sorry. I didn't think after knowing you for three <laughs> years or so, it would be necessary, but also, <laughs> oh, no. I'm good with it. Do you have to have like some kind of a sound doctor go in there and tinker around? I don't care. I'll go in for ADR, isn't that what it's called? <laughs> and say, Branham, Branham. I, I alternate between Branham, Branham, and Branham. Um, I'm, it's good to know that I'm coming up that that much in your life, Chris Fairbanks. Oh yeah, I'm always saying your goddamn name. <laughs> Constantly. I am. I am. Guy Branham did this, and Guy Branham did that. At the beginning of these, I'm always uh, for a lot of words because I'm looking down at these little things to make sure they're not peaking. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing okay. I'm gonna turn mine up a little. And can you hear my gum? I should I, uh, probably take it out. No, it's everything's fine. It's just when Guy laughs, the actual mechanism shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't do your laugh. Um, I love your laugh. No, I the only. <laughs> That's the only solace I have during shows that are horrible. If you're mm-hmm. in the room, 
You're letting me know everything's okay. But right. anytime people, anytime people like make note of it from the stage, I become very self-conscious that I'm that girl in tenth grade who has an interesting laugh, so that people will talk about her and notice her. Oh, you mean Karen Kilgarrow? <laughs> <laughs> so I will like stop afterwards, and it's terrible. I used to do a uh, long ago. I did a joke where I said um, all comedians have their distinctive laugh to let. Uh, comedians on stage know they approve of their material and uh, mine is I just shout my name <laughs> that's how you know I like it <laughs> oh like comics that laugh on stage at their own material no 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 comics in the back like you know like guys or when you hear Andy Kindler it sounds like a machine gun in the back in the, but a machine gun that loves your stand up yeah yeah it's not, that thing not the kind that puts little metal holes in your heart no 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 the yeah. opposite almost yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, right? It fills your heart. Yeah. With laugh plugs. And metal. <laughs> and also still metal. It's still a gun. Guy, we picked you up from work. Yes. You are working up. Can you talk about what yes. you're working? Yes. I'm working on a Comedy Central program. It's currently called Another Period and may not be called Another Period. Did they do that? Uh, that's Natasha Legere on Ricky Lindholm's new show. Yes. Did they do that, do you think, to do a play on words about menstruation? They did. And I think that Comedy Central may be worried that that is too, of a, too much of an off-putting lady subject Ladies. for their core audience to be able to enjoy. Chris, what's your vote? I, uh, I love, I always love the mention of a period when also, um, the, he said the word pudding. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still looking at the levels here. No, I'm, I can't figure out what I did. There's always some technical thing and it throws me for a loop. You are as, uh, meticulous about our sound as, uh, Jeff Lynn from ELO, <laughs> I would say. Oh, Karen. Did you okay? A ELO is what I listened to the entire time I was studying for the bar, and it means so much to me. <laughs> do you do you mama? It's so good. Strange magic, oh what's wrong? Evil woman, <laughs> got a strange magic. You can't do the same song twice. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, how are yes. you? There it is. Take that one. Has it been alright? Mm-hmm. But the other thing was. Earlier, you you said that you were all elbows like Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Today, I was listening to my uh, songs of people in the 80s criticizing Margaret Thatcher playlist. (laughs) Um, There is a list? uh, Yes. (laughs) Is it, uh, like, can I guess? Yes. So, it's it's got to be The Clash. Um, I don't, first, look, the first 12 songs of The Clash? I don't have... I don't... Look, it's not exhaustive. There are like seven songs on it. Bananarama? No. Mm. I have... Like, there's a Morrissey song. Mm. There's this... Uh, these people called the English Beat. Yeah. Um, don't tell me about the English Beat. There's Elton John. Oh. What'd he say? Uh, Goodbye, English Rose. <laughs> no, it's, it's a song from the Billy Elliot musical. <laughs> For real? Yes. Wait, from the Billy Elliot musical, not the not the movie. No, from the musical. Oh, that's terrific. It's called "Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher." And okay. it's basically "fuck you." Yes, because we're all starving to death. Yes. Yeah. They're wow. all just songs about how they hope she dies. Yeah. And wow. she did, so they yeah. won. Yeah, wow. she was. She was the rough. Power stuff. of music. <laughs> <laughs> the power of a child ballerina. That's, I don't know which is. Too small. His tank top or his skateboard? Oh, uh, yeah. We're razzing. Rip- razzing a kid crossing the street. <laughs> Ripping on pedestrians. <laughs> That's right. That's what this uh, 
podcast hopefully will devolve into eventually. Uh, I hope we get in a fight with another cyclist. Yes, I'm a, sure we with will. With a U-lock on the ready to <laughs> whack off one of your side mirrors. Mine? Oh, shit, we're in my car. Wait, look at that billboard of Larry Flint. Like, he was some kind of... It looks like the Little Lebowski's Junior Achievers. I once... <laughs> look at that. I was once at a hotel and he pulled up in a, in a regular limo, but that that chair was pulled out by his helper person uh-huh. and I said wow that's a really nice chair and he goes thank you oh. it's 24 karat gold oh that's and, a yeah he, that's a really good impression yeah he you notice how I didn't tart it up too much that's because I remember exactly what his voice sounded like mm-hmm. and you yeah. are a natural mimic and he was uh, he's so, he was very sweet he talked about that chair for a while oh so I'd be like, enough about the chair, stranger. And then I realized it's Larry Flint. Karen, you have a very musical ear, but a complete inability to commit <laughs> um, to anything that's remotely an abstraction. Oh, How are you so with impressions? True. It's so true. <laughs> and not even that, just commit in general. It's a serious fucking problem of mine. I'd say it's called avoidance personality disorder, I believe is what the professionals have told me. But do you, do you have any impressions that you can go to? Well, of course, Bjork really built me. <laughs> and, uh. Will you do it? I want it. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I do. That, that's my Bjork. <laughs> that's your Bjork? You could also tell people that's the your dove impression if you wanted to. <laughs> but I like impressions. You know what it is? I don't like impressions like. Uh, Rich Little where he's got to do Sammy Davis with one eye closed. Yeah. I just like when people... Those are impersonations. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought impersonations were when you stole someone's wallet and lived their life. No, that's imitations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's... That's identity. Now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get this cleared up. Um, but like... Like, for example, Chris Fairbanks does such a dead on Howard Kramer that it I can't believe it. Really? And go. Um, I'm doing that. Okay, here we go. (laughs) You gotta come to Summerfest because we're gonna have the special gum. And you're gonna swim away from sharks. And oh, I'm gonna drop some beefy ass rap (laughs) I don't, I, I, I don't think he'd say beefy F. I put you on the spot. It's hard to be put on the spot. I'm sorry. That's really impressive. When you're not the amazing rich little. Well, and also, (laughs) I just realized as I watched you do that, a big part of that impression really is visual. Because you do, you turn your head, you look exactly like his physical. I have to do that, otherwise I can't pull it off. Uh, So that's maybe what Rich Little, he has to squish up one eye. Let's hear some of your impressions, Guy. Uh, I don't do any impressions because uh, I, I share with with my kindred spirit, Karen Kilgariff, <laughs> <laughs> that self-same fear of... No, I mean, it's like you kind of take on your sister's mannerisms when you talk like her. And yes. um, I, I will do that sometimes. You guys have met each other's sisters? Well, no, I've never met Karen's sister. I just know that there's this thing she does. <laughs> what when, is it? Let's when, see it. 
Um, like it's more just w- the way your face is and this sort of like shaking of your head and a little bit of condescension. Yeah. And you, well, you just, you can't do that. You, th- that's not a date. I mean, he, there was somebody else there. That's not a date. <laughs> she, that's the thing. I love talking to my sister about, especially guys, because it's as if she sees the world. It's so black and white. All I do in my mind is entertain every possibility of a situation. Yeah. And my sister later, I'll call her and just be like, Hey, so, Blah, 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 you know, whatever. And then she'll be like, um, no, and never talk to that person again. And also, it, like, she has all the answers. It's crazy. And she sounds like that. I like people who are bringing that level of clarity to the table because even if you don't agree with them, you can just at least be like, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You've given me clear, clear analysis about this. Yes. Well, any kind of, any person who has a very strong stance. It's so much easier to follow their stance than to make up your own. Right. right. Who wants to dig around in, inside yourself and figure out what you truly believe? Way easier to be like, I'll follow the loud, insistent person. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got all... Are you still in the sound box? Yeah, it's because the battery died in my mic, and so oh. I'm not mic. I'm, I'm really... Well, how do we fix it? Well, there's... Uh... Ambient sound? Uh, we just keep doing it the way it is because the contrast would be abrupt. Okay. I'm re- I just turn that up a little. Oh, good. Okay. I'm really excited that we've like we are getting in during that period of time that California has not yet made podcasting while driving illegal. <laughs> That's right. It's a, like it's a small window. <laughs> like years from now, we're all going to be talking to our grandchildren that we purchased like <laughs> we didn't even purchase children right we just got grandchildren yes but we'll be telling them about how we used to podcast and drive at the same time like people used to tell stories about drinking a six-pack on you know while driving around that's right you can still do that where i'm from oh seriously as long as you're not the one driving you can just have all the beers you want that's amazing i think so I don't know that I would confidently just put it to the test. Why don't you Google it before you do it? I'll Google it live. But when not I... while we're driving. <laughs> That's gonna... illegal now. That is illegal, yes. I'm, I'm going there tomorrow. My friend is having a bachelor party, but it's just us going to the woods and camping. But we aren't bringing food, so we have to... I'm not going to kill anything, but my friends, I think, will. What, are you going to eat deer? Fish, I think I'll fish. Oh, good. Yeah. Fishing, like... That you can do that, and then uh, cook it and eat it. Good, yeah, definitely cook it. We'll bring canned goods, processed. <laughs> have some cling peaches. Yes, yes. Cling peaches. <laughs> Gotta have those. A little cottage cheese. Has uh, feminism ruined bachelor parties? <laughs> <laughs> I believe yes. They are now pointless. Yeah, it's true. They are, well, yeah. I, I think traditionally you're supposed to uh, have a last fling with a dancing girl. Sure. <laughs> A woman Probably of the loves night. You deeply. Yeah, well, yeah. depends. On, that's your part. Right. Ah, oh, that was a big old dick joke. <laughs> uh, but then uh, I think we're just going to hang out uh, with the boys and uh, go up in the woods. That'll be fun. But on the way there, what I'm saying is we'll drink in the car and see if we get pulled over. Chris, the tone of your voice tells me that there's definitely going to be a stripper busting out of a duck blind at some point. <laughs> there, Don't even lie. I am from Missoula, Montana. Yes. There are no women that aren't currently wearing flannel. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. Because a lot of, uh, a lot of like, well, no. No, nah, because they don't have... They don't listen to podcasts either. <laughs> they don't. No. Is, is there duck hunting in Montana? Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. 
Of course there is. Yes. What do you mean, of course there is? I just am so far removed from that world. I never have killed an animal, and I don't have anyone in my in my friend uh, circle. Okay. And that's a Google. Or family. My Google circle of friends <laughs> who, uh, who kills ducks. I do have friends that have stayed there long enough to where they just kind of accepted this Montana heritage and they have killed deer. Um, my Uncle Ronnie, okay, A, where I come from is a very duck hunting place, but B, my Uncle Ronnie used to go deer and moose and elk or whatever hunting in Montana and he talked about it like it was paradise. It is beautiful there. Everyone says that. And it is amazing and majestic when you're in the woods, like we will be kind of far. We're going to drive to a certain point and then from there hike, I believe. So what kind of we trees? won't see any people and there will be a moose, possibly. Uh, mostly evergreen. I would say ponderosa pine. Mm. Highly occurrent. Do you That's guys plan on reenacting any scenes from Northern Exposure? <gasps> Only um, Civil War. Oh, okay. Scenes. We are Civil War enactors. <laughs> Did the Civil War rage up into Montana? Yeah, we, there are some passionate Yankees up there. <laughs> uh, no, we will. Uh, there. I've never seen that show, so I have to back out. It's okay. I've never seen Are you backing out with your hands in prayer (laughs) position? That was a lot like the town I lived in. So it's like, why would I watch a TV show about what's going on outside my window? Uh, Since we have ended this improv, do you want me to get out and run in front of the two of you like they do when they're editing a scene in improv? What? What do you mean? (laughs) He swipe. He's talking about a swipe. A stage swipe. (laughs) Oh, like... (laughs) Even though when he said running in front of the car, I just thought of that radio head video. Karma police. I don't think I, I've seen it. I'm, uh, I sound great right now, by okay. the way. The oh, battery good. just kicked in. So no we're one. driving past the place that's the show that I was supposed to go to and probably I won't go to. I thought so. Yeah. Look at... We, we need to drive back line. around so that we can drive past and just see all of the gay guys who are showing up to John's show who would never remotely come to one of mine so I can be jealous even though I love John a great deal. He's great. But I'm still jealous because he's young and beautiful. Well, you're on the fence. You don't... You're not uh, tapping in. You're, you wouldn't say you're a gay comic. You don't do the uh, cruises. Thing. I would say that I'm a gay comedian. What with the telling jokes and putting dicks in my mouth? <laughs> no, but simultaneously you have to do them be- to become a... On stage. A gay colon comic. Well, d- John is not a gay colon comic in <laughs> that way. John? Though I think the, it's his show that oh okay I don't know John, guys, I was gonna, that's right no I was he's gonna, a New York I was gonna comic. make okay. a punctuation pun you guys oh. go for it Karen uh, he uh, he said uh, gay colon comic yes what do you think the joke I was going to make was butthole joke butthole Pros- joke the Pros- word get no. in there and I wasn't talking about the punctuation I was talking about the word colon yeah okay. you're gay, you and your gay colon it's your new one man show well do you want to go by the Virgil and be jealous of the line yes I want to go by the Virgil okay, and be go. jealous of the line let's, let's heckle them let's do it you know what this is great mirror work let's really look into <laughs> what drives us and what holds us back um, is this are these feelings healthy are they the gas that get us somewhere or actually are they the sandbags that pull us down under she, the waters well, over grass one of the things I was meaning to ask you about when we were just standing at the strip mall that we were standing at <laughs> while we were waiting. Gower Gulch. Yep. <laughs> we were standing down in the corner away from the myriad homeless that stand and sit out front of that Starbucks. But they're polite, and they pull out seats for people when they sit down. True. Yeah, they're, they're good. Ooh, the thing is, is like, there are only, like, 15 gay comics, so I am able to just be, like, guy, you have, like, the good ones you have to like and respect... 
Because however much you may be jealous of them for being prettier than you are, like, it's just not healthy and you just have to accept it. But, like, women are half of humanity. That's right. And, like, 12% of comedy. That's right. <laughs> so, like, there have to be some times that you're like, oh, God. But, guys. Why is this woman busy being a Like, why is she being a woman in front of these people and implying that that's what female comics are? You are already beloved by mainstream audiences. Why would you be jealous of a fraction of uh, an audience? Um, because jealousy is fun. <laughs> I'm not seeing anyone particularly noteworthy. Oh, you guys are really is... excited for the show, huh? <laughs> this is a good fucking show. Excited for the show, aren't you? John does a hell of a show. With your high and tight haircuts. <laughs> oh. Oh, we put on our buttons. Oh, no. Button-ups tonight, didn't we? You guys, we're really seeing what summer fashion of tomorrow is. We're seeing a lot of bold colors, a lot of very, very large shirts and very thin boys. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, thin is in it's this. It's in, spirit. girl. You know what? It was out for so long. When? Never. <laughs> but it is in. I'm so sick of top knots. Uh, what I are need, top knots? They're the tall, weird buns that girls wear on the top of their head. And some boys. And some <laughs> boys. Uh, Father John Misty, to be specific. Um, yeah, just a really bad hair look that for some reason fills me with anxiety. Yeah, I don't... I hate it. I don't want to see any top buns. <laughs> top knots. Oh, but Karen, let me finish my statement in saying... Yes. I have just resolved to Miss Brody all of the good little gay comedian boys mm. uh, as hard yes. as I can. We don't... You don't have to so. miss the show. We can take you there... We've still. I've al- no, okay. He's making a reference. He's Miss Jean Brody. He's saying he wants to take them under his wing and teach oh, them. But in okay. an aggressive way that makes them go and fight in the Spanish Civil War and eventually <laughs> die. <laughs> uh, so you will have your revenge. Um. I don't look on it as revenge. I just think all my girls are the creme de la creme. Basically, it just comes down to if I cannot be the crossover gay comedian that the must happen eventually. I just wanted to be one of the ones that I pick and not one yeah. of the ones that I don't like. That's right. I I understand this very well. well. Uh, comedy really is hard in all of these ways. It's hard for you personally and then there's all these ancillary situations that are difficult. That's a great one where it's like it feels like when I look at that group of like a big long line of super hipsters standing outside the Virgil I just think oh I that I would never draw that crowd. Yeah. I immediately go, I can't have that. And yeah. I'm obsessing right now because I don't know the name of the person that is bringing... Like, I feel out of touch because I've never heard the name that you've The said. Prime of Miss Jean Birdie is a movie from probably 1969. 1969, yeah. Or is the it comic. Really? Yes. The, the, they're watching that movie? That's what they're in line? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the comic that's performing there, I'm jealous of... I get... I'm starting... It's a new thing. Where oh, I'm because like, oh. you used to know every single person, anyone, anyone mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. But John Early is not, he's relatively new. He's relatively new, and he's sort of one foot in, like, gay performance New York world and one foot in stand-up and, like, pursues both of them. Like, fr- frequently you'll have these people who call themselves comedians, and we would be like, no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Um, who are like, I do comedy, I do jokes in between my songs. But they aren't funny songs. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> but John is not that. John is a really, really funny, like, sta- you know Caper Lanch, right? 
Yes. He's, like, really good friends with Kate Berlant. They have similar styles. Yes. Um, but he just opens it up I in a way... I already think he's funny, then. That I really... Yeah, he's really, sm- really smart. Respect laugh. and yeah, appreciate. Yeah, they're They... They complement each other very well. He's. I saw him at a. Sh- we did a show, that Cindy Crawford show uh-huh. that Billy Scafuri does. I yes. I didn't pronounce that correctly. Um, that was super fun, and he was just so engaging. Like you just wanted him to talk the whole time. Yes. Huh. It's just he's just great to watch. It doesn't hurt that he is magazine model beautiful. Here's oh, the thing. Are, why didn't you guys just say that at the beginning? Here's the thing that's hard I about think it. I said it 19 times. I did. Okay. Uh, is the other thing that's difficult is if I go to that show, I know I will see my agent and I never see my agent at my own shows. Yeah. And it's that and I've made this podcast way too much about professional <laughs> jealousy and anger. That's what it's all about though if it's not Professional jealousy. <laughs> I am professionally jealous. We don't dick around anymore when worried about what other people have. But we the get professional. I just thought of this because I think that too, where I always go, oh, I've never heard of that person. I think there's literally 10 times more comics now than there were yeah. when I was like really in it and doing right. it all the time. Yeah. So many more. Yeah, there's many more. I also laugh so hard when people are like, so and so has an album. And back in my old timey days, like literally no one had albums unless they were like you know thank you, for bringing, Kinnett, thank you for bringing this up a week after I recorded an album Karen I get what you're saying I just feel like you wasted your time <laughs> uh, your no. album recording was wonderful by the way I wish um, I had I didn't uh, I had my own show that I had to go to and I didn't get to watch the full recording but I have only heard good things and I wonder have you heard an edit of it? Um, I, I heard the raw the raw audio, and it seems all right, but it's very hard. I'm not... Are you guys responsible about recording yourselves and listening to yourself? No. No. I record myself. I do. I then do not listen to right. it. <laughs> I have 40 shows that I haven't listened to. Uh, I sound like I just can't stand listening to myself. Yeah, it's no, that's worst. everyone. That's everyone forever. We all are nasally Muppets. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and can I just say, not to say my pain is worse than yours, but it is because when I recorded my album, I was like, th- after that show, because I do singing, and so I was like, that show went so well, I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah. And when I first put like the needle on the record... It was horrifying. No, I sounded no. like a frightened you child. You sounded great during that. You do good singing. I do. You do do good singing. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's my own... I understand that it's my own neuroses. Yeah. Uh, but it's so painful. You have a beautiful voice. And there, no, there I, we don't have to do that. a little bit of vulnerability in your voice of the first song. And oh, it's so lovely. You, yeah, uh, just the, those moments where your voice cracks and stuff. It's just there's this vulnerability <laughs> there. You know, like when you try and hit totally a note. Off key. Yeah, we're just. It's like, oh, she's so vulnerable. But then the other, the low stuff. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. So kidding. Thank you for turning that into an insult. I'm so kidding. <laughs> I also really like the cut the cricket. I li- I really enjoy the cut that, the cricket. That honestly felt like a miracle to me when that first happened. It was like right at the there beginning. was a real cricket in there. There's a real cricket, oh, and I got to do I a joke when that right off the bat, and it, I think it just made me go, okay, I can do this. Did you say uh, what the Jiminy is that noise? <laughs> yep. What, oh. I stole your joke. Um, oh man. Um, I'm gonna get gas. Should right we here. wait for you? No, no, I'll, the cord will stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of the car. You guys talk to yourself. Okay, we will. Um, Chip Pope, 
the night of my album recording after I got home saw that I was on Facebook uh-huh. this question to me was was that fucking crickets <laughs> chirping the whole time? Oh, that's because funny. Because at Nerd Mouth, there is always that fucking cricket. Really? That's right. That when Morgan Murphy recorded her album, me and Dave Anthony were sitting on the uh, in the very back, and um, that cricket started above our heads, and we we started laughing but had to be quiet because it was she was explaining something it wasn't a funny part yeah and then we stood up and we're tapping the wall really quietly trying to get rid of the cricket but you don't apparently it did not read and it wasn't a big deal but i'm i guess i do have to get out of the car i'm gonna get some gas i'll be right back okay (laughs) why'd i have to sound so depressed (laughs) nobody wants to be left out i'm gonna gonna take that watch this Uh uh-oh He's going to pump gas and... I can't hear you guys, but on. I'm going to be out here just getting gas. Yeah. I thought, his, yep. I thought his microphone wasn't working. Yeah, he said it wasn't. Totally getting gas. I thought your microphone wasn't working. Oh, it is now. Interesting. It's just whatever he wants it to be. The little battery was askew inside there. That's oh, happened okay. a couple times. How expensive is a lav? Um, it's all kind of expensive. Okay. Like, well, I, I bought this, the microphone pack altogether. Uh-huh. Um, but, and Chris bought the actual Zoom. Um, I don't know. It was like... Does Amazon just have like a little package together? <laughs> yeah. They, so- se- they sell them all together. <laughs> like if you want microphones for this thing, you get two of these and a love. Oh, that's cool. I know. It's a good setup. <clears throat> So what do we talk about when the boy is gone? <laughs> oh, I totally, um, I, I had not spent that much time with Chris Fairbanks, and then we had to share a cabin in a cruise ship together. That's right. And then I woke up one morning, because, like, he always came back later than I did. Uh, and we woke up in the morning. How's it going in here, oh, you guys? <laughs> hey, th- things are going great. Oh, good. Real good. Well, I'm just out here getting some petrol. I'll be yep. right back. Anyway, in the morning, he was just wearing underwear, and I was like, oh, that's better than I thought it would be. Yo, yeah. <laughs> well, Chris is an athlete yes. and a skateboarder, uh, and then he's got old-fashioned hair. Yeah. It all comes together. He really does. What? Nothing. You guys talking about me? <laughs> no. I have old-timey hair. You do? Hey, guy, we, we got to live on a boat together. That's oh, what we were talking about. We were that's talking fine. about that. Yeah, yeah that's It was fine. very fun. I did not think I was going to have to share a cabin. They told us you can, like, bring someone... And so I was like, I won't bring anyone, and then I'll just have a room to myself. And then they were like, that's what I think. But also, like, clearly, I think fewer people came uh, than they were intending. Right. And so they were trying to streamline things, which I respect. That makes sense. It was super fun and great, and I had a good time. Um, But the minute you got on the boat, they were just trying to upsell you. Because you were supposed to go. I know. Yes. I was telling you. I already got the guilt trip on the last episode. I was telling the people at home. (laughs) Um, <laughs> this is my podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, but like the minute we got on, they were just trying to sell us like drink packages, and yeah. then they were trying to get us to, to buy jewelry. Oh! And, Did you buy any jewelry? No. He, he bought the most expensive thing on the boat, which was internet. Oh, I shit. can't believe you. Yes, I, it was cheaper for me to have endless drinks all three nights than to have internet. That's not exactly true. That is actually indeed false because uh, because uh, it was about a hundred bucks more for me. To yes. Do. Okay. So you're right. You got me there. You got me. But it was very. Uh, oh, here's here's the core. Let me drop the law. How did I do that? Oh. Go ahead. It's basically just um, 
Kinane, Chris, and Bronger all got the like $55. You can have all the alcohol you want. I did the one where you also got coffee and fresh squeezed torches. Wow. <laughs> for $10 more. And I felt really stupid. And also, it was the most disgusting uh-huh. fresh, squeeze, fresh squeezed orange juice I've ever consumed. Like, it was just a swindle. The whole thing was just a swindle. Yeah. It's almost like you're trapped um, at the, what is the place? Well, like in Las Vegas or like in a movie theater, a place where you uh, have no choice. Right. And so basically they take all the things you need and take for granted every day. Yeah. And then sell them back to you marked up times four. Like, the politics of water at an airport is just ridiculous to me these days. The whole, you can't have water, give us your water. All right, a small container of water costs $70 now. Yeah. It's like, you can't do that. This is not the free market. Uh, except for, here's the thing that I always think is funny. Like, what 9-11 happened what year? We don't know. But <laughs> since that time, uh, I, still to this day, people show up at the security area at the airport they're told to throw their water away, and they fucking freak out. Those people, it's it's like the year, uh, like a couple years after, where you couldn't bring wrapped gifts onto the plane because yeah. security had to look at them. I watched a woman have like a full temper tantrum because she had to unwrap these gifts, and it's like, lady, there have been commercials on television like every 30 minutes for three months about how you can't have yeah. a wrapped gift. Like, work with it. Avoid this pain. I'm sorry I got serious, but this is the price we pay for freedom. Okay, I love my freedom. It's true. I I think a lot of times it's because people don't fly a lot. But I, it took me a long time. I had to get so many expensive sixteen dollar hair gels, (laughs) and when there's when they keep taking those from you, it's like, but that was sixteen dollars. Oh yeah, that's my pomade. Um. It's it's hard to believe that oh, I'm just gonna not just. But gonna it's wait always it out. weird the stuff that you manage to accidentally just get through because, like, you took your bag on a car trip. Like I take my bag on a road trip and I put liquid in there and then I accidentally bring that along to the airport and I'm like, oh no, they're going to throw away my cologne and then they don't. But when we were coming back from the Bahamas. I bought a bottle of some sort of weird rum-based liqueur, and I completely forgot about it and did not put it in my checked bag, and then I had to throw it away. It was very emotionally difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I'm duty-free. My... Lord, I don't know what that means. Also, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy how long these microphones are. Do you guys ever host a game show in here? Yeah, these are straight-up Gene Rayburn style. <laughs> That's fun. I went to a party at Drew Carey's house the other night, and uh, he, he, I'm not name dropping. It was playing. That was, was a name drop. Oh uh, no, go ahead. That doesn't matter. All the no, stories. No, don't that, do it. It's okay. He was just. He has a long microphone. The end. Big house. Friendly person. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> he has a long microphone at the party. No, he just. I didn't remember that. That's what he does now. Is host a game show. Yes. With the signature long microphone, so that's why he's a millionaire person. He, yeah, that long I microphone just, with the little rounded top that Bob yeah. Barker won. What is more memorable to me is that he's just on Drew Carey show and does stand up. And my friend opens for him, so he had a birthday party there, and uh, it was uh, it was not what I I wish I didn't start how, talking about. How it. weird is it? Oh, no. no, but how weird is Goodbye. it that you go from being the comedian who tells stories about strippers 
to hosting The Price is Right. Yeah, who then still dates strippers. Well, look, can we talk about a part in the middle called The Drew Carey Show, which put him, firmly planted him in the hearts of all America? My parents loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a secret that I will then regret having said? Yes. I was on the first two episodes. You played a girlfriend in the first season, I remember right? that. That's right. I remember that. Unfortunately, uh, simultaneously, I was on diet pills, so, <laughs> uh, which was essentially uh, like beyond. Well, was some your high experience what, that he was a very nice person? He was so beyond lovely. He yeah. was so beyond lovely, but I, in the second episode, I was got written out of a bunch of stuff. Oh. So I didn't show up for rehearsal. No. So they just wrote me out. Yeah, oh. no, I was out of my mind. Like, and he was still, the next time I saw him was at, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, shit, I'm not going to remember. What's the name of the the Whoopi Goldberg, Robin Williams, Billy Crystal? Oh, um, Comic Relief. I saw him in, at Comic Relief, and he literally came over to me and said, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. You're so great. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, he was, a two-line character. He once... Every, I think everyone there was taking uh, something called Molly, which I uh, avoided taking, but uh, until the very end when it was handed to me. <laughs> anyway, we were all uh, rolling, I guess they say, and uh, he said, well, we all have to go to this screening room and watch this, uh, this James Brown early concert. It was like... Uh, Old, old guy. He was very young, James Brown. Yeah, yeah. Which I've never seen him young. And then uh, the Rolling Stones had to follow him, and then the Beach Boys. But uh, it was the best performance I'd ever... We were laughing. It was so amazing. Wow. Like, everyone was laughing. It's like, this is comedic, uh, the way he was uh, just performing his ass off. And he was just walking around making sure that people were paying attention to it. And Terry Garr was in it for some reason, like dancing back up. Wow. Like, what? He's like, that's Terry Garr. That's Tony Basil. They were friends. She was dance choreographer. That's Terry Garr. Yeah. Look at that. That's Glenn Miller. Ah. And he's like <laughs> dancing around. And I'm like, look how excited he is about this this whole video. It just really made me like him. Celebrities in their natural habitat. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah. But you know what? It is nice that he is not jaded. He's not cooler than thou. He's uh -uh. not... How many... How many people that you go, why in the world would you be a douchebag? You should be the nicest person I ever. I so many words and names of people we know that are friends of mine <laughs> are in my mouth right now that I can't. It would just me be me mumbling the alphabet. There's so many people that I, I people, can't believe are unbelievable pricks. That, yeah. But isn't it like drugs? Don't you think those people just have like their pleasure centers blown out by the fact that like they've had all the pleasure? Yeah, they, they believe all of it. I don't, I don't think there's been a lot of downside for most of the people we are probably thinking of. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's, there, it comes back around. The, the, the hardest thing is like, you're very jealous of people in having done this for a long time. Uh, not to be like that about it, but no, yeah. <laughs> um, you see a full cycle and then you get this kind of, oh, like you, that je jealousy subsides a little bit when you see full cycles of like, oh, they have everything. Then they stop having it. Then they still want it. That's the worst. Yeah. That's when you, you can call me. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you, <laughs> I've seen it. It's rough. It's really rough. And comics don't handle either the up or the down very well. Cause I think we're so ego based and so needy. Yeah the end. Goodbye. I, well, I, that's why I think it can only happen in a gradual way, and, uh, and then you come out of it being normal. Yeah. Well, there's something nice about being in L.A. I'm We're doing a very gradual <laughs> climb to fame. You do way. that. You do it that way. Sorry, guy. Go ahead. Oh, just like, 
in LA, you're at least, like, exposed to stuff enough that, like, when something good happens to you, at least you probably have, like, been in a writer's room or wa- had a friend be successful and you, like, understand it a little bit better. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mindfuck. It's interesting, I'm, uh, the people who have been doing this about as long Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. With me, like, some of them have started to, like, get shows, have them go two years, and then have them go away. And then it's the interesting thing of, oh, God, now they have to figure out what their second act is. That's yeah, really interesting. Right, That's right. right. That would be, yeah, the Jezelnix and the... And the and then, like, Pete Holmes. Oh, I didn't say anyone by name. I, <laughs> I do. You I were. Fucking dropping names. I drop names in a in a braggy way and also in a way that makes everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, Wait, you, you know what's funny? You're just name dropping. Having, having kind of do, done it a, a, on a very smaller scale myself, mm. um, the second act can actually be great... Is it, was that my time? How much does she bring up? How much does she bring up the Emmys on the podcast, Chris? Just <laughs> yeah. like how, like how never, frequently? Never. In, Karen uh, rarely gets in a word edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always uh, complaining about my uncomfortable shoes or mother. Uh, but I, oh yeah, you did that Emmy. Is it Grammys or Emmys? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, these shoes I got. <laughs> They're from Ross, but they're of a high brand. And, oh. oh, when we were on the boat, couldn't stop talking about Ross Transfer Life. I, I still can't. You? I know. Why? I Because that's where I, I found a lot of exciting deals. <laughs> for your summer clothes? Well, your... every guy's like, well, those are some cute shorts. And I'm like, yeah, guess where I got them? <laughs> Ross Transfer Life. And then you'd be like, eight ninety nine. Yeah, and then I'd do a mannequin pose. Would you say you're a fashion... And show him the receipt. A maximista? <laughs> I'd say I'm a fashion... I'd say I'm a communist. Oh. Well, then, <laughs> this podcast is over. The maximistas, <laughs> they're the ones who seize control of Cuba, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've got all the warheads. <laughs> <laughs> maximistas, careful. Careful. Have you heard... I Maybe it was in a... Ram, my roommate said there's a two... I don't know why they would keep smallpox in a giant oil tanker, but there's two oil tanker-sized things of smallpox. Does this already sound like something I'm making up? Yes. Okay. Anyway... Is your friend named Alex Jones? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Looks a little like Bill Hicks, and you can see him on public access in Texas. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway... Uh, we could get wiped out by something floating around there at any moment. The Wait, end. Two tankers, are they heading toward each other? I think they have just been disappeared or, and are unaccounted for ever since the 60s or something. Oh, okay. 
Oh, there goes my mic, and well. So, are you no. saying I should immunize my children or not? I'm saying don't have them, and if you listen to Jenny McCarthy at all, you know the answer <laughs> to the other question. Okay, here we go. I am so. Uh, Lot of us. Go Look, ahead and it's, leave it open. It's eight fifteen, and there's, like there's still just I, so many people there. I just wanted to let you know you're still gonna. Who is this kid that he has a line twice around the block? <laughs> Jonathan, what? A, John Early. Earler. He's a sensation. He's a sensation, you guys. Well, I now I want to watch him. He, he he opens up with a video he made when he was twelve of him being Celine Dion oh. doing It's All Coming Back to Me Now. <gasps> and it's a revelation. That's amazing. Wow. I wish I'd grown up with a video camera. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. It would be devastating. Yeah, there's something so beautiful about, like, all of that. Nobody can look at that. Like, the the records of, of me being terrible and embarrassing and in the closet are all pretty much just text. Yeah, that's right. It's all diaries that you probably burned. I did not keep diaries. I was never that responsible. <laughs> I would start them and it would always be, my diary would always be like, um, school starts next week. This year I'm going to be nice. I'm going to act shy and I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> Every single time it was the exact Why would you plan on acting shy? Because that seemed to me to be what popular girls did. And yeah. The better plan. And... Mentally, like in and in movies, that's what you saw. Of like, it was always the girl standing pigeon toed looking at down at the ground that was like, <laughs> Look at her, she's so hot. So I was like, Yeah, I gotta shut this mouth soon. And I could not do it, I just couldn't. I wanted to so bad, gotta shut this mouth soon. <laughs> when will I? Well, no, I remember feeling that way of like, Guy. If you didn't just immediately tell people how you feel about things, yeah. eventually someone might wonder how you felt. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. <laughs> no one ever asks me how I feel. Yeah. We know how you feel. Yeah. You don't give us time to wonder. <laughs> but the thing is, is that's so great. You write you, that. Down. You totally have time. Well, okay. Sure. So we aren't going to that show then. No, okay. clearly not. There's still terrible. A, there's still a line though. God bless you, John Early. He won't miss us. He's that place is packed. Exactly. I think those people aren't getting in. He's busy being a sensation. It's twenty after eight. That How, show is supposed okay, to start. Okay, I need someone to explain is it YouTube that does it? How do you get a, to <laughs> well, be a sensation? No, that's <laughs> that's the thing is that Seriously, I don't do they I know don't who think he, he is. I don't think he has a shitload of hits on YouTube. I think it is just sort of like people telling friends or people he went to NYU with. Um, oh, but, for God's sake. But, like, the last time he came to L.A., I was at a gay party um, at Eric Gilliland's house, though he was not there. Uh, but, um, because Karen has previously told me stories that centered on being at Eric's house, so I wanted to make clear that it was a space that she's familiar with. <laughs> um, Let's I've been all over that porch. And uh, they were like, oh, are you going? Are you going? And they were just all abuzz about whether... People were going to John's show, and I was just like, what's wrong with you, guy? And then I listed in my head what was wrong with me. Right. <laughs> it's always good to keep a running list. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and really to check it. hold it out in front of you yeah. everywhere you go. <laughs> but this is one of those situations. This is one of those acting shy situations where all I'm thinking about in my head is, wouldn't you seem gracious guy if you just hadn't said any of these things? I know. But if you had just said a solid five minutes of John is so talented. But he, we did that. And not, and it's true, 
but now it sounds like protesting. Where if I had I just don't done it shit. otherwise, Listen, in this internet age, I'm pro. I'm, so- I brought the protesting to the because I don't know who he is, and that guy, whoever that is, is wildly popular. And if it's word of mouth that brings it, then I should just stop doing this because I don't. <laughs> People like that coming to my comedy concerts. But guys, everybody. But and also, I'm being this whiny like a week after so many people showed up to my album yes, recording. Exactly, that was and, amazing. And can I just remind quickly? Sorry, sidebar. Remind you, my favorite joke, which is where you said, because <laughs> uh, I did your show, Megan Keister did the show, and then you were the headliner, and you said, this night is about me and women with too much personality. <laughs> and I laughed, but I really, what I wanted to do was really sob, because <laughs> that is my problem, it always has been, and the idea that now it's being turned around, and it's the advantage that I have. Yeah. What a magical Hollywood movie that that turned out to be. Well, there is also that weird thing of, I was having a conversation with a friend who was not a comedian, and him just—I forget what we were talking about, but I just wish like I had friends like that. When, <laughs> when, you, when you professionally monetize having too much personality, yeah. you kind of can't go back to a normal interaction with people. It, no, you can't. It's really not good. Well, also, there's nothing worse than when you have that when you're kind of like can't turn off the show, but you're like supposed to be helping with Thanksgiving dinner with your aunts. Right. Well, my aunts don't count because they love it and they want me to do it all the time. But, like, there are those times where I can hear myself and I am, like, in my head... I'm like, just be quiet or just don't riff. Like, just <laughs> just talk like normal people where you go, oh, me too. I read an article or whatever the fuck people do. Right, and right. don't make seven <laughs> jokes after everything. Like, yeah. can you do that? And the answer is no for me. I've, uh, I've got, I was way worse before I became a comedian. Now that I have an outlet, I can totally talk about what article had the right recipe in it. I can be boring as the Dickens every Christmas. I can be. You just really tone it down. Yeah, yeah, especially around. But uh, man, I know I miss how how silly and funny I used to be walking around like filled with energy. Yeah. No, I, I, I had like constant need to prove that there's a reason that guys should be allowed to be around, and I feel like only it was only after doing stand up for a couple of years that I was like able to just be quiet. Right. And then I was like, oh it's, my god, have you gotten boring? No, it's I think it's you becoming healthy. We, because what it is is you realize you're already allowed to be around. There's no qualifiers. Right. You are allowed to be around. End of story. The end right now. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. That's, Honestly, there came a point in time after having been on Chelsea Lately for a couple of years when gay guys were being really nice to me because I was on Chelsea Lately, uh-huh. that I was like, guy, your capacity to... Uh, tap dance and do something in between mesmerism and pickup artisting <laughs> at gay guys if you lose that and then you're no longer on television what will you have and then I was like no you have to continue to be able to be aggressive and horrible at gay guys <laughs> that's true well, I think the rules are different if all wor- that fails world. you'll still have tap dancing <laughs> and gays love that I mean if nothing else who the gays doesn't love, love tap dancing <laughs> I even love it when it's being mocked. Clickety click, 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 Even you mouth tap dancing, I like. Clickety click, Wait, did I tell you guys, I'm sure I've told you this, but one of my favorite moments of my life so far has been the opening of Beach Blanket Babylon in San Francisco. I went with my family. It was like the one of the last Christmases my family was still like regular before my mom got sick. We went to Beach Blanket Babylon 
the show starts, the lights go out, a spotlight goes up on the stage, Mr. Peanut comes out, tap dancing, and I laughed so loud that my mom took my drink away. I was, <laughs> it was hilarious. I, it's, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Some, they got some, you know, Joel Grey looking motherfucker with insanely long skinny legs and then a plastic Mr. Peanut costume. <laughs> So look just like all stick limbs tap dancing. It was the best. Oh, no one will terrific. ever relate to that with me, but I'm fine with it alone. Well, people know who Mr. Peanut is. I know, but do I they love him? I mention him in my act. <laughs> I do. And it always gets a warm response. It's like the guy's still got it. Do you, do, Chris, do you peanut chunk for us? Oh, I, I, uh, I can't. Hey. I can't. It involves a lot of uh, facial expressions, <laughs> and uh, and I honestly, it's a lot like what you were talking about making food with uh, on Thanksgiving. I don't have the energy. <laughs> I simply don't care. You, when I lived in Chicago a couple years ago, I literally knew four or five people in the whole town. And I made my new friend, who is my friend Laura Craft, who you work with. Yes, Laura Craft had this great friend. Um, Named Kristen Carter, I believe. Kristen, hi. There's no way you're listening to this. She's the greatest. She was the coolest girl. It'd be so funny if every time we mentioned someone, we said, "Oh, by the way, hi." Just assuming, <laughs> assuming they were listening. Hi. <laughs> hi. I know you're having a great time. Um, but she is the coolest. She she owns a company called Busy Beaver Button Company. She makes buttons. For like bands and for things, she's just the best. And we had a great time. She would be like, "Let's go to this, you know, let's go to this talk, let's go to this thing or whatever." So she invited me one night to her friend's um, poker game, and I sat there, and it was like a total conscious decision. I was the shy girl at the poker game. Oh, really? So even though there were all these, I mean, amazing gems that I could have riffed out, <laughs> I just did not do it. I just right. sat there very quietly. I I would only talk to people like. In normal exchanges of seriousness, I didn't. I maybe made two jokes the whole time, but may probably not, because I just wanted to feel that feeling of it like this is what great. shy people Do feel you, like. Can we not all agree that it feels good to be when you're the one, like you just said, a, a group of people that all know each other, and suddenly you're the shy person? I yeah. like that feeling. Well, it's it. just a nice change of pace. Yeah, I do that with some frequency, but I feel like it is almost bitchy from me. Like, not bitchy bitchy, but it is just like, sometimes I will just be like, nah, I'm not trying in this situation. Right, yeah. Yeah. You guys have your little game. Fuck, you're right. That's what I'm doing too, I think. <laughs> when I worked on Punked... When I'm being shy, I'm just being quiet because I fucking hate everybody. Yes. Yeah. God damn it. I know, but... Such a thin line between shy and hate. Shy and hate. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what? Is that still me? You worked on something. Oh, punked. It was basically like, they were very nice boys, but collectively they were douchebags who were just talking about the people who they had banged. And I really <laughs> felt like the like they had already explained to me that I was the female writer on the show, mm. which was deeply insulting to female Wait. writers. <laughs> um, but I was like, I'm here to be the typist. I'm fine with that. Like... When was this? Who were these jerks? This was 2011 to 12. And they were fine, fine people who I really enjoy and love. Okay. Um, That's so not true, I can tell. But collectively, there was one guy who was really a, a, a lot. 
Uh, and the rest of them were... And his name was Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Oh. Hey, Ashton, if you're listening. He hey. was really running. Ashton, in. I fucked a girl. Congratulations. I got in an argument with Laura about whether Ashton Kutcher is stupid or not. Laura who? Laura, Laura Kraft? Kraft, yes. Because you say no and she said yes? Uh, no, I am I was firmly team stupid. And she was like, <laughs> I can't believe that. He's done too much with himself and his, and his businesses are all very successful and... Um, he is like his production company used to be really, really vital and active, but he's also very stupid. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I accuse also, him of being smart. My, I only have stories. All of my celebrity stories. The end is how stupid they are. I only have stories. <laughs> Eva Mendes. Um, no. Zac Efron. What? <laughs> no. Of course they're. Oh, you're kidding. I'm just I'm like, those are the two dumbest people I've heard of all day. Although I have to say, Eva Mendez, when she and Bradley Cooper were together, the two of them uh, were at the same Arclight showing of a movie uh-huh. as me. And they came in and the person sold them tickets directly next to me and my friend who were there to see the movie. So it was like an empty theater except for we were all four sitting next to each other. And so then at one, they sat down and it was super weird because at first I didn't know they were celebrities. So I was like, move weirdo. He's like, don't sit next to us. And then I looked over and it was Bradley Cooper and he got this look on his face and I, he like got up and they picked a different Because seat. you looked at him? No, just it was uncomfortable. But the way he did look at me, I almost said out loud, "I was here first. <laughs> Fuck you." And but I'm, it was. And I'm talking about Hollywood. <laughs> uh, you might remember the Drew Carey show back in 19. Back when you were asking asking questions in James Lipton's class, he really was. Really? Yeah. There's uh, uh, Sean Penn was on James Lipton. Uh, and he asks a really <gasps> Did he say, I'm, I'm Brad, like, I'm on the actor's track? Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I love your work. I've been studying really hard. My question is, like, he's got like long hair and a ponytail. No, but I love seeing yeah, famous people when they were real. Because you're like, yeah. oh, they were real once. They were only kind of attractive before we all collectively decided to make them the most attractive. Yeah. The, the one that really blows me away, not that we should go down this spiraling <laughs> of what of, celebrities we like? No, the, uh, okay, the, uh, that, what's his name? Ren, Retner? Jeremy uh, Renner. Jeremy Renner, thank you. Who's <laughs> Retner? I think he... Brett uh, Ratner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brett Ratner. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Dude, uh, uh, he was on some MTV uh, reality show called Making It. Or something. I think it was called Megan. There was like a country singer and a ballerina, and then him <laughs> moved to LA. Let's see who does well. And he was like auditioning for commercials and stuff. That's his first IMDb credit. And then at one point in it, he starts crying because he has to choose between a commercial and some indie film. And then the next thing you know, he's Bjorn identity, whatever. <laughs> Oh, or he runs fun. around with that baby strapped to the front of him. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> His face looks like meat. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It looks like thinly sliced beef. I kind of like to see somebody like Jeremy Renner do well because he is not classically beautiful. Yeah. Like I, when I watch Bradley Cooper, after a while, I'm like, Ooh, like I don't want to look at that too much. His eyes are too 
intense or like it's like a, the eyes of a person who knows he's good looking and wants to shoot it at you like a laser yeah or it's like get off me but as opposed to a jeremy renner who looks like someone who might drive the tow truck that picks up your car <laughs> in, <laughs> then you up in well, that's a handsome tow truck and driver. then you go oh my god that tow truck driver was hot okay <laughs> i want to make two points okay one is that i really like people do become i like that people do become super super famous off of reality shows, but not that much. Like, it's like a thing where, like, when you get on a reality show, you know, I could be Jennifer Hudson. Probably not. No, probably not. But, like, it may happen. The other thing is, um, girls are so likely to like that guy who seems, like, acceptable and realistic and nice. But, like, gay guys, like, because they're all probably straight, you're like, well, I'll just like the best one. But then that also leads to gay guys, like, polishing themselves until they don't have corners anymore. Yeah, that's right. They're all starting to look like Ken dolls yes. in the weirdest way. Like, blue, permanent blue eyeliner and shit. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's also super hot. I kind of, well, I kind of, like, that same thing happened with Jennifer Aniston. Um, because she was technically not the prettiest girl on Friends. Yeah. But she would, and everyone would be like, she's so hot. But it's like, no, she's the one you think you can get. Yeah. I had pictures of her on my wall. Oh, so I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> right to you. Yeah. I do not have those pictures anymore. <laughs> good, good, good. Do you, did you have that feeling though, that she seemed accessible to yes. you? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. That Kud- that Kudrow was untouchable. <laughs> Fucking hippies. <laughs> she was spiritually and physically untouchable. Yeah, that's so funny to remember that. I, I don't... I was snowboarding and I was living in Oregon and I just was sharing a room with a friend who got his feet smelled. And my mattress <laughs> was on the floor and I had one picture from a magazine of Jennifer Aniston on the wall. Like wow. if, it, if you walked in like there, they'd be like, oh, who's the murderer who's obsessed <laughs> about Jennifer So why, why did you have her on your wall? It's not like you weren't masturbating to that, were you? No, I you just... just like the look of it? I just dressing up the place. <laughs> yeah, I how just... Old are you? How old were you? Oh, fuck. 22. So 22. you were... 21. And you were just snowboarding with your life. What That's your all life? I was doing. That's crazy. Going every day and building jumps and flipping around and thinking about Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> It's very fun to watch Chris Fairbanks jump on or over things. He really likes jumping on or over things. Yeah. When was I doing that? It's really exciting. I was drunk on that boat. Oh, you're right. Drunk on the yes. boat. Trying to, you're right. I was trying to climb up on that thing. Well, oh, you even about the trampoline. <laughs> so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. The trampoline at Drew Carey's house. Did I mention guy? <laughs> you only really brought up the long microphone. You didn't say anything about trampoline. There's a trampoline there. Let's just say I gave quite the performance. Oh, I thought you told me that trampoline story, but I mixed it up. I thought that happened on the boat. Oh, they're oh, also on the boat late at night. Did you see that there was trampolines on the boat? Where were the trampolines? It was at the the, the front of the boat. The whole the uh, starboard the mast. No, the mast. When I, no. <laughs> at the top of the crow's nest. Yeah, there was a trampoline. It was terrifying. The front of the boat is the fore. They uh, oh, the fore of the boat. Not yeah, the aft? they had the all. Like, walking around at first, I saw they had, like, harnesses, and you could do flips, and there's two spotter guys, but at at one in the morning, there was no one there, and I know there's cameras, but I jumped up and down on that trampoline, and it was really fun. Karen, yes. have, have you ever been on a cruise ship? Not only have I been on a cruise ship, 
My parents met on a cruise ship. No. You're kidding. I swear to God, my dad was a purser and my mom was a, nur <laughs> a nurse. What's a no. purser? What's a purser? Purser's like what Gopher did on the love boat. Like, they get your bags and they're basically kind of like a bellhop. Oh, that's but, great. But more. Uh, oh, I bet my dad'd be real mad if I said purser's were bellhops. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they both worked on these ships and they would go on... Um, cruises. It's actually pretty funny. When they left San Francisco, it was like 1967. And when they came back, it was like they were in the middle of like crazy hippie flower power era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were both so disgusted. They were just like, this, what's happened to our city? Because they were both natives. Oh, that's but they funny. met, my mom was already engaged. How long were they on that boat if the hippie For like six happened? months or something. Oh, wow. Or mo well, more than that, actually. Because they did multiple cruises. Several yeah. tours of duty. Several tours of duty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my mom was engaged, and my, basically my dad was like, nah, you're not going to marry that guy. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, here's something unbeautiful that I think is hilarious. My mom had humongous boobs, and she said she went into the purser's lounge one day, and they had her picture up on the wall, but they had cut her head off. It was just her tits. Oh, my oh God. No. <laughs> so she said she didn't talk to my dad for a long time wow. because she Terrible. saw that on the wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And this is what men are like. How did, wait, where'd the <laughs> photo come from? And then it got blown up? No, no, blown up. I assume no, no, that like... it was a life-size photo. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, no, it just sounded like, you know, they take, like, headshots of the mm. crew so that if you are a passenger, it's like... Sure. There's the woman that stole my thing yeah. or, or whatever. She helped me. Jugs Ohula. It was Jugs Ohula straight up. I recognize those tits anywhere. She took my briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so yeah, cruise, cruising is in my blood. Cruise shipping is. <laughs> but what the thing I do. is, is that those base instincts created you. I know. And so that's beautiful. It is pretty beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It really is a love boat. Love boat. <laughs> oh, I got you. Exciting and new. Hey, boat. I got your back now. Come aboard. Come on, join back in. We're expecting Jews. The love boat. Right? Guy? Yes. I like that it. show had a laugh track. Let's never forget that, that show was an hour long and it had a laugh You're track. Kidding me. You know what would be cool? If someone recut it and put the laughs over the romantic scenes. <laughs> I have so many. I wish I was an editor. I have so many good editing <laughs> ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, love, I, I love editing uh, YouTube <laughs> jokey things. That's my favorite. Yeah, I do. I really do. Like where you, you know, it's a, live, a band playing live and they fuck up the music and... Yeah, and then it sounds like they suck, but they're like in their faces, they're amazing. <laughs> no, they're Motley Crue or whatever. <laughs> Do you like that more or less than Ross? Dress for less. Um, hey. if you had to pick one, <laughs> okay. Desert Island. Ross, I would have them build a Ross on the island. Guy, I'm not going to get YouTube connections. What would you? What would you pick? Of you're on a desert island. Yes. And you could pick. Uh huh. One of the following. Okay. And it can only be one. All right. There can only be one. Okay. Uh, doing a show where there's people out in line for 45 minutes beforehand. Like uh -huh. the one we drove by, like a little kid on a bike past the girl's house he likes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And you yelled at those people, I'm, by the way. I was smiling. It was, was hilarious. Smiling. <laughs> <laughs> they just were staring. Um, you can either have that. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Or... Swords of fresh water. 
Ham pasta? Ham pasta. So something you would make at three in the morning right. for yourself the because you were super stoked. It leftover is. shit? It was like heat up leftover shit. It was like, like they were throwing shit together that they had laying around, yeah. And eggs that didn't make sense. Like scrambled eggs. <laughs> We've all had dorm scrambled eggs. These were so many steps further down from dorm scrambled eggs. And were they powdered scrambled eggs, Yes. So, it was disgusting. Right. Senseless eggs. And then if you went to dinner at 5.45 when you were supposed to, they would make a big show out of serving you yeah. a fancy meal. And then it was a weird... It was a w- it was like children putting on a play of what a good restaurant is. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. You had your little... Because you were the one who got the salad that was... Um, you know, the, like, mozzarella and tomatoes yeah. and pesto. Like crazy? Yes. Yeah. Except that the tomatoes were, like, a chalky white. Oh, ye. And yeah. it was, it was and that sort of thing. they called the Marilum. Yeah. Yes. Is, uh, that, is that Bradley Cooper? I'm like, oh, there he is. There, oh, my I God, it's I'd so funny. I knew I'd see you again. I knew I'd see God, you again. he is handsome. I would not expect him to drive a Volkswagen <laughs> wagon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I rolled down my window to look. And the people saw us talking and they stared at us. Oh, it's funny. You, you've earned some real ire from those homeless people. You know what's funny? Uh, when we were turning out of that gas station, I saw Mike Sweeney, who's the head writer of Conan. You, you know Mike Sweeney, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there. And he was totally watching us and laughing because we were sitting here with microphones. Oh, Why didn't really? you run over yeah. and professionally That's network? Funny. Uh, I wish I could have with the microphone in my hand. That's so great. He was laughing. He was laughing at us. So like, yeah, I'm thank sure. God I got the gig I do. He for probably that car re- recognized you though. I forgot your wonderful setup. Uh, let me just say, writers like fancy writers with good jobs who aren't stand-up comedians have shittier podcasts than this that put a lot of time into. Yeah. And they're all weirdly <laughs> jealous of the fact that we get attention. <laughs> I bet you're right. Probably, right? I've had, I've, in my experience with having writing jobs, it's I've, I was very, very anxious to go be doing stand-up again. And then, of course, when you're doing stand-up, you wish that you were making money writing. I cannot end this sentence fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> what about ending this podcast? I'm r- yeah, I'm very hungry. Let's you, oh, get let's out of first, here. First, no, let's talk about this hot guy. No. Do you see that hot guy? The, the, the guy with the what? earphones? <laughs> yes. He's Latino and muscly. Oh, and come he just, on. He just, he's, he's five foot four. He's trying no, so he's hard. No, he's not. He's like six feet tall. He's All trying right. so no hard. No one listening to this podcast cares. All right. Yeah, let's end it. He does look good. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, what am I? Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for uh, having to me. Do you need a ride? Uh, please to listen you. to us on iTunes and uh, give a positive review. Oh, I'm waiting, and thank you. We have like these... forty-five positive reviews. Oh, I looked terrific. at them the other day, and it was lovely. People oh, say really nice things. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much if you've written yeah, one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's you've so been fun. listening to D Y N A R. Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malform <laughs> Do you need a ride? Do you need a ride?
uh, with Karen and Chris.